Women in White Coats is here to uplift women doctors just like you. Empowering you in your personal and professional life. I'm Dr. Amber Robbins. And I'm Dr. Archana Shrestha. We are doctors, best-selling authors, and the co-founders of Women in White Coats. Now, are you ready for a culture shift where women empower women? Join us to get a glimpse of what life is like as a woman doc. And guess what? You'll discover that you're not alone. We're here to give you positivity and keys to balancing your life. This is the Women in White Coats podcast. Have you ever felt like you've achieved career success as a doctor, but you're still not happy? Like you sacrificed so much to arrive at the promised land, but then you look around and think, is this it? Maybe you are going through things that your male colleagues just don't get. That even though you wear a white coat, some people don't realize you are a doctor at all. It can be exhausting. Well, we get you, and we at Women in White Coats know exactly what you're going through. That's why we created a CME conference specifically to uplift women doctors just like you. It's time for you to relax, grow, and connect with women doctors at our fourth annual Women in White Coats Conference and Wellness Retreat from April 21st through April 23rd, 2022. We are excited to say we are meeting in person and you're invited to join us for this three-day retreat at the gorgeous Ballantine Hotel just outside of Charlotte. Relax over yoga and meditation, Grow by listening to CME presentations on topics relevant to us as women doctors. Connect with other positive women doctors during workshops and over wine and dinner. You'll return home feeling rested, rejuvenated, and with the skills to have a fulfilling career as a woman in a white coat. To register, go to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash wellness retreat. We can't wait to see you at the conference. Hi friends, this is your sister doc, Archana Shrestha here. I'm the co-founder and chief wellness officer of Women in White Coats. February 3rd is National Women Physicians Day, which for us here at Women in White Coats is a special day. It commemorates the achievements of Dr. Elizabeth Blackwell, who in 1849 became the first woman physician in the United States. Today, I'm joined on the podcast with our Women in White Coats staff writer, Dr. Crystal Maxwell, to discuss her recent article, which was published on our blog, and it's called Five Lessons Learned from Dr. Elizabeth Blackwell to Help You Discover Your Purpose and Leave a Transformational Legacy. Dr. Maxwell is a board-certified family medicine physician with over 10 years of experience. She is also the founder and CEO of Light Family Wellness. So welcome to the podcast, Dr. Crystal Maxwell. Thank you for joining in. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. All right. So let's go ahead and jump on in. Um, For those who haven't read your article, can you share with the audience a little bit about what you write about in there and some of the um, points that you make in it? Certainly. Um, So when I looked at this article um, and I was asked to write for... um, to celebrate um, Dr. Blackwell's birthday, I was like, okay, what do I want to say? Um, I wasn't really sure, aside from knowing she was the first um, woman to go to medical school and graduate. 
Um, so when I began reading about her history, it really sparked me to read about that even when she started um, uh, her career, she had no desires to go into medicine at all. <laughs> she was planning to go into teaching. She didn't like science. She didn't like the body. Um, so that just really struck me that as I've come in contact with women about what they want to do with their lives and they're trying to figure out their purpose and next steps, um, a lot of them feel like they are behind the, the ball game um, because they don't know yet or um, that maybe that is not their purpose because they don't really like it. And she is great proof that you don't have to start out liking something <laughs> um, to actually find your purpose and to leave a grand legacy. Um, behind that. So um, that was the perspective that I went into writing it, was talking about how to discover your purpose and that your purpose, you may not always know it at the beginning or the time that you think you should know what it is, but it can still, you can still end up leaving something so amazing beyond your wildest dreams. So I'm sure she never thought that um, what she did would be so transformational for us women who come behind her, but it absolutely has been. So those are tips that I share about discovering your purpose and being okay with not necessarily knowing what it is you're supposed to do right now. Yeah, and can you share a little bit about your experience too? Because what I like about the article is you also kind of relate it to your life and some of the twists and turns your own life took. Yeah, so, um, you know, since she didn't know about medicine, you know, the, the, uh, there was a contrast. I knew I wanted to go into medicine since I was 14. I wanted to take care of people. I love medicine, love science. Um, but um, what I didn't know was that I was going to become or enjoy business. I didn't like finance. I didn't like business aspect. I just wanted to take care of people um, and leave that other stuff to other people. But as I got into my medical career um, and began doing more leadership roles, um, we began to go into patient-centered medical home at the community health center that I worked with. And it was very interesting to learn um, and have a voice on the administrative policies that were being created that would affect me and how I practice and how my colleagues practice. And so from that just spawned more and more, okay, I really do think I kind of like administration and I do want to know what the numbers mean because y'all say we can't have stuff because there's not enough money, then how do we make more money so that we can do the stuff that we need to do? So that just turned into, okay, um, what next steps do I need to take? And as, after I talked with some colleagues who were doing more administrative things, they recommended um, a uh, MBA program. And I said, okay, well, that's what I will do um, because I really want to be able to understand both the, um, I have the medicine side, but I want to understand the administrative and business side so that I can effectively tell the administrators who are uh, finalizing the policies what things would be in, in, um, should be in play. But, you know, going through college, I did not take a finance class. I did not want to do accounting. I was like, nope, that's not for me. I'm going to take care of people. Let me do some science and <laughs> um, something like that. But lo and behold, now I've, you know, completed an MBA and now own my own practice and doing all the whole business thing. And I absolutely love it now, but you could not have told me or convinced me that that would have been the case <laughs> when I first started. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that as well. I never would have thought I would be an entrepreneur and doing many of the things that I'm doing now, which I absolutely love when I, in my younger years, when I was trying to pick a career and a career path and um, 
So I think that that's such a great point that we evolve over time, our interests can change. And, um, you know, that is one of the points that I know that you share in the article. So let's, let's dive into some of the um, lessons that you learned. Um, the first one was discovering your purpose. Can you share a little bit more about that with the audience? Like how, how does someone go about discovering their purpose? Um, I think it first starts with what inspires you, what just makes your, makes you smile, makes your heart light up. And sometimes you may not see it or you may see it, but say, well, I don't see the end of it and think that that's not it. Um, but let's start at that inspiration. What really motivates you and what do you feel like you want to make a difference about? And that's what Dr. Blackwell did. That's how she discovered her passion for medicine was a friend of hers was sick um, and told her that she didn't feel like she got the care that she would have gotten or better care if she had been treated by a female physician. And so that's, that sparked something in her to say, you know what, there's a need there. And I think that, there, that women should be physicians to help with this so that another woman doesn't have to feel that way. So look in, inward of what really sparks you or what do you feel is a need out there, a service out there that you feel like you can begin working toward and is that it's gonna make you feel um, joy about you know, going down that long journey because there's never a, a woman physician. So she didn't have anyone to guide her about being a woman in, in medicine and she didn't know doctors personally. So you know there wasn't, um, seeing examples of it done, but she saw that there was a need. And so she began to creating, creating that um, road so that um, she could fulfill that um, because she, she was inspired um, to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, she wanted to be a teacher at first, but then she saw, she was really touched and moved by her friend's story, right? And then started to realize like, maybe she could be the first one. We here at Women in White Coats take pride in honoring women in medicine who show dedication to making their respective fields better. That's why we created our Women in White Coats Heroes Awards as a way to showcase women in medicine who go above and beyond. If you know a woman doctor who you consider a hero, be sure to nominate her by going to womeninwhitecoats.com forward slash nominate. So let's, let's talk more about that. Um, you know, being inspired is one of them, one of the, the lessons that you learned and then understanding your purpose um, and being connected and being open-minded. Can you share a little bit more about that or expand a little bit more about those? Certainly. So, you know, she didn't know, um, again, she didn't know anyone personally. So she reached out to family members who did know physicians. Um, and so she began doing some networking. Um, she didn't know what to do. And so she reached out to people who did. Um, even though they weren't females and they couldn't give her exact information, they knew the foundations of what it took to get into medical school and what was required and, and things like that. So the first step is, you know, that next step is looking to see who's doing something at least similar to what you're doing that can give you the foundation of guidance of where to start. So you have to start somewhere. And so, you know, she opened up, used her, her family members to help um, connect her with people who knew what it was 
And you do have to be cautious of what people will say when they tell you, because everybody wasn't as encouraging because there were no women doing it, but they were at least able to tell her what steps um, that she needed to take. Um, and so, you know, she had to be open-minded about even hearing the information because she knew the steps, but they were not encouraging. And so she still had to put that aside and say, well, objectively, thank you for the steps, but I don't need that type of encouragement because I know what I want to do. So even though, you know, it may be some naysayers that give you the foundation of what you need to do, use them for the information, but still let your inspiration be your guide to help guide you and continue down walking through that path. Because they're, especially if you're the first one, they're going to say, no, you can't do it. Or, you know, why would you do that? Um, because no one else is doing it. Well, it may be because you're supposed to be the first one. So don't let, you know, the negativity, you know, prevent you from just continuing to explore what you might be able to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then she had to actually find some male allies, right? Because there was no, there were no other women doctors for her to go to. So even though, you know, she wanted to be a trailblazer and do something different, she had to find those male allies, or maybe it's not necessarily you know, it might be somebody who's different from you and you just have to reach out and see if somebody can be that person to help you and guide you and um, take what you can, take, take the good and leave the rest, right? Exactly, <laughs> what exactly. Mm -hmm. And then I think, you know, one of the other lessons that you wrote about that you learned from her story is about persistence. So share with the audience more about that and, and the ways in which she was persistent. Yes. Um, so, you know, there's going to be, no matter what you do, um, there's always going to be something coming against you um, that can make you question whether that's really what you're supposed to do. Um, but you again, go back to that inspiration of um, why am I doing this? And is this really what I want to do? Um, because if that's really where your heart is, um, then you have to be persistent about it. Um, you know, there's always going to be some type of barriers um, to that. I mean, you know, she could have gone into teaching many, many women doing that. Um, many, many women and men supporting that type of um, work for women. But, you know, she defied the odds and said, but that's not what I want to do. I want to make a switch. I want to do this. And so even in the midst of not having that support and seeing the negative things um, that could come to be, um, you know, she just pressed along and she was persistent at, okay, if you're not going to help me, then who's the next person who will? Um, and um, you just have to continue trying to find those people in your corner um, to help you um, along the journey. Right. And then she, you wrote about how she had applied to so many medical schools and she was rejected. And then she was finally let in as a joke, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, let's see if she can do it. Let's let her in, you know, it's supposed to be this joke and she was yeah. let in. And then she went on to do so many great things and even created her own um, dispensary. And, um, you know, we now think of her as a trailblazer and it all, it's, it's just funny to think that it was a joke that they let her right. in. Right. Right. Um, so, you know, who knows where we would be or how much delayed had that joke not <laughs> gone over. Um, but, you know, things happen for a reason. Um, and she embraced it. And she did not let the fact that she got in as a joke 
um, deter her or make her feel any less than. She just, she went in and she did it and she graduated, you know, just with them as, you know, on time with them. And so, um, you know, sometimes we have to take those things that, you know, others may deem as not so good or um, being done just out of pity, um, you know, um, and turn it into something beautiful. Um, because you, know, mm-hmm. you can just, you just never know what, once you do what you're, you know, what you're inspired to do, what that's going to do for other people. Right. Just being ready to seize that opportunity, no matter how it comes to you, even if it's something like that as a joke, but, um, mm-hmm. and I know one of the other lessons that you write about is being ready to pivot. And I think like that is so, um, timely, you know, I think in 2020, the word of the year, in my right. opinion, it was pivot, right? Like so yes. many people were pivoting. And I think just this whole pandemic is all about pivoting and being ready to make a change and do things differently or adapt to new circumstances. So share a little bit more about her story and the way that she's pivoted. Yes. Um, so when she finished med school, she planned to become a surgeon. She was um, doing her trainings, but then she got ill. Um, and she wasn't, she wasn't able to become a surgeon anymore. So, um, she came back, um, to the U S and began trying to find, um, different jobs and trainings to do, to be able to work. Nobody wanted to hire her or continue to train her because she was a female. Um, and so she had to create her own. Um, so even though her medical career didn't look like what she thought it was going to at the beginning, um, she she pivoted. She just said, okay, she didn't stop. She just said, well, what else can I do? How can I change this so that I can still continue down this track, um, but make it better? And so um, because she didn't stop there, she was able to create her own dispensary, provide a training site for other women to come in and to train um, while also providing care for um, children um, and the underserved. And so there are so many people who were blessed and helped because she didn't stop. Um, She looked at, well, I can't do this, but how can I change to do something else and still continue down this path? And so um, sometimes we can think that, again, one barrier, one change that prevents us means we're not supposed to do it. It just means that you're not supposed to do it that way. And there's something else for you. Um, And so, you know, because of her creating that dispensary, you know, she led to the way of me having my own practice. And so, you know, there's just so much that, you know, if we just kind of step aside from what we expect and what we think is supposed to be the way that it's done and just letting nature take its course um, while we're just continuing to focus on that initial inspiration, it can lead us down so many different roads and avenues um, to, to bigger and better things than we could have ever imagined. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm definitely inspired by her story. Yeah, she is an inspiration. And thank you so much for sharing your lessons with um, everyone who's listening. And we really appreciate those. I think that that's such a great note to end on. So thank you so much for joining in today, Dr. Maxwell. Thank you for having me. All right, my sister docs, thanks so much for listening in. I'm Archana, your sister doc, here to uplift you all along the journey. And most importantly, we want you to remember that you are not alone. Till next time.
Hi there, Women Docs. We hope you've been loving this podcast and feel uplifted at the end of each and every episode. If so, we would really appreciate it if you could give us a five-star rating and write us a positive review. Those reviews help us get the word out and help uplift and empower more women doctors. But you know what? We'd love to meet up with you in person. So head on over to womeninwhitecoats.com and sign up to become a member of our supportive tribe. When you do, you will be the first to hear about meetups in your area, as well as upcoming live events. You'll also get our latest blog articles and podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. And you'll be the first to find out about the next time we open up our virtual Doctors Lounge, an online membership community created just for women doctors, where each month we run masterclasses with guest experts and masterminds on topics relevant to women doctors. While you're on our website, womeninwhitecoats.com, order your copy of our number one best-selling book, The Chronicles of Women in White Coats. Oh, and be sure to follow us on social media too. On Instagram, you'll find us at Women in White Coats blog. And on Facebook, you can find us at Women in White Coats. Can't wait to meet up soon.